Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Scottish Sun's latest SPFL football podcast with myself, Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller. After another fascinating weekend of action in the Premiership and Championship, it all started, of course, Kenny, on Friday night. A big win for Aberdeen, an important win for Aberdeen, and in their last league game before they host Celtic at Petodre, it was one they really needed. It was, and I think a few people have questioned Aberdeen's character of late. Every single time they've had an opportunity to ask questions of Celtic and and put the pressure on, they, they seem to have folded, which is in con- contrast to their early season form, so no, a big three points. Celtic, of course, busy this weekend on League Cup semi-final duty. They've got a six-point advantage. If Aberdeen get it back to three, do we really have a genuine title race as opposed to one that maybe the media are trying to manufacture? No, I don't think we do. I've said all season, I think Derek McInnes has strangled the ambition out of the players. I think he's got them so scared to talk about it that it almost seeps into their play. So over the, over the course, I don't expect them to sustain it. I had seen Dundee the previous week, Kenny, at Firhill score four goals were very impressive. They had moments on Friday night at Petodre, but yet Adam Rooney has popped up with, with yet another goal for the Dons. I just think the, the nature of some of Dundee's players, there's a lot of talent there, but there, there is inconsistency and that's why they're there. I sometimes think Dundee are a, a kind of mini version of the Harlem Globetrotters and there's a lot of flair and on their day they look great, but if the script's not going their way, then it can all go wrong. And this is Johnny Hayes, switch to the right wing. Well chance there by Holt, gets the break of the ball. That's for Rooney, he's made it! It's the opening goal for Aberdeen. Johnny Hayes did all the hard work on the right. This time Scott Bain could do nothing to prevent Rooney's 16th goal of the season. Aberdeen, Rooney took the goal, Johnny Hayes created it again. How important has he been and how important will he continue to be this season for Aberdeen? I think Johnny Hayes is, he gets plenty of praise but I still think he's an unsung hero because the, the quality and the consistency of his, his delivery must be up there with, with anything in the league. You can slot him at full back, at left wing, he can play centrally. I think pound for pound he might be the best signing Derek McInnes has made. Interesting words by Adam Rooney in the newspapers this morning. He's on the back page of the Scottish Sun, just outlining how much the Aberdeen players are looking forward to it, how much they fancy their chances against Celtic. It's refreshing to hear someone up there talking it up. It is, and I don't doubt that he's maybe one of the few that, that has the confidence to, to come out and say it. And I hope that's reflected, and I hope I'm wrong about the rest of the dressing room. As you say, it's nice to hear someone have the guts to, to come out and say, yeah, we're, we're in this. A clean sheet for them on Friday night without Mark Reynolds at the back Considine and Taylor together does Reynolds walk back into the team for the Celtic game do you think? I'm not sure he does I think if you look at the stats Aberdeen's defensive problems started when Reynolds came back in which on paper doesn't make sense because I think he's a good polished consistent player so maybe it doesn't always have to be the best team on, on paper sometimes different combinations just work and in terms of Aberdeen's selection for this game central midfield the last couple of games young Craig Story's got starts He's looked certainly not out of his depth in there. He's looked as if he could be a, a you know a promising player for Aberdeen in years to come. Will Derek McInnes throw him in against Celtic? I'd like to think he would, but 
Terry McInnes seems to go with the, the tried and tested. I really like Craig's story. He's one of these players you look at and you think he's, he's not the biggest, he's not the most eye-catching, but he's one of these players that just makes it happen. He keeps, keeps it simple, he's got good dig, and I would love to see them put a bit of faith in him. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sports. <laughs> That win in Friday night it took temporarily took Aberdeen within three points of Celtic. Celtic lengthened that gap to six again with a 3-1 home win against St Johnson on Saturday afternoon. And all three goals shared by Gary Mackay, Stephen and Stuart Armstrong. Ambrose playing it forward. This is Griffiths lining up a shooting chance perhaps. Wood breaks into the path of Mackay, Stephen, a chance for Celtic and he's taken it! This is first goal of the season. Bit of fortune about the build-up, but a great finish. Long overdue a performance like that, the two of them. They are. I remember covering the, the game they made their debut, I think it was Partick Thistle last year, and everyone was raving about them. Same in the Inter Milan game, we thought great value for money. Armstrong looked a shadow of himself, maybe playing left instead of centrally, and people have asked whether the shirt's too heavy for Gary Mackay Stevens, so I do think they're two with a, with a point to prove. Lustig's header, here's Gary Mackay Stevens. Picked out Lustig once more. That's a good delivery, and a splendid shot there! from Stuart Armstrong a brilliant volley on the run for his third goal this season there, there are so many options in behind Lee Griffiths for Ronnie Dyla you see James Forrest has just been offered a new contract he came on as a sub Scott Allen came on as a sub Ryan Christie came on as a sub for, for his Celtic debut at the weekend Tom Rogic missed out injured there was no Chris Commons and yet Mackay Stephen Armstrong and Callum McGregor st- still seem to flourish in there with a League Cup semi-final on Sunday which three start? This is my problem with Celtic and you have to ask who's doing the recruitment because it's not a balanced squad it's not one that looks like a manager's put it together I think I think rightly or wrongly Chris Coleman seems to pick himself even if Ronnie Dyla doesn't Stuart Armstrong will probably get the nod it's hard to say he seems to go with McGregor as well I don't understand Callum McGregor in that central midfield role even even though he seems to be, be doing a job it's really hard to second guess Ronnie Dyla just now and in, in terms of Armstrong, you know, you mentioned he has been pushed out left. There's also been a hint of a, of a sort of back injury that, that's been troubling him this season. Now he's back in the team. He scored at the weekend. Is he the type of player who can, who can force his way into Gordon Strachan's thinking for at least two friendlies in March against Denmark and the Czechs? I think he is. If Gordon Strachan picks essentially two squads for those games and Armstrong's not in it, then he has something to worry about. I, I think he's one of these guys who's a good pro. We all know he's got ability, so you know in the long run he'll come good. Forms temporarily. Quick word for St Johnson. Um, they finally got a goal against Stephen McLean, briefly equalising the weekend. They've got a big League Cup semi-final against Hibs at Tynecastle on Saturday afternoon. Hibs are going well. Are, are St Johnson favourites as the Premiership team? St Johnson should be favourites, and speaking to a couple of their players off the record, they seem very, very confident. So we'll see how we'll see how that pans out for them. Just looked a wee bit more shaky of late. There's been a bit of momentum with Hibs, so I don't think there's much in it. But no, St Johnston definitely share its favourites. And to keep that favouritism, do they need to keep Michael O'Halloran at least until Saturday evening? I, I think we've seen chairmen sell off players before, before big games, and there's no better example of that than, than Stephen Thompson at Dundee United. It would be mad for St Johnston to let him go anywhere before that game. It's just the the money it's worth to make the final alone, you think, would be worth more than the difference in selling the player. The shock result in the Premiership at the weekend, Dundee United 5, Kilmarnock 1. You and I were both at Tannadice, as was our long-suffering podcast producer, Neil, who, who finally saw a home win. That funny noise you hear him dancing around the office here, Kenny. It was one nobody saw coming. 
We should have seen it coming because Kilmarnock just have the ability to implode and lose goals by the barrel load if they're having an off day. But after the week at Dundee United, where the players were at each other's throats, the coaching staff were at the players' throats, nobody, you couldn't envisage that kind of scoreline. I think what it does say is that the players that have stepped up for Dundee United are not necessarily the, the experienced ones. Somebody like Blair Spittle, who I know I bore you all to death with, he's only 20, a free transfer from Queen's Park, but he sets up two goals, scores two goals, and that's, that's leadership. It's no waving your hand to the crowd or anything like that. It's taking responsibility on the ball. And if they're going to stay up, it'll come down to people like him. This is Simon Murray. Spittle calls for the ball. Well, that's a brilliant finish by Spittle. It's the perfect start for United. Good play by Murray, but what a finish. United looking for more here. Spittle, such a threat on the right-hand side. That's a good delivery. It goes all the way through. The smile of delight tells the story for United. Now the, the, the phrase, the great escape, has been used around Tayside all weekend. They're still 11 points adrift of second bottom Kilmarnock, but the next three games, Partick Thistle, Motherwell and Hamilton, can they get out this? I think they can, and I, I didn't think that before Saturday, but you saw the difference that Paul Payton made, another player that just gets it done. John Rankin looked more like his old self. And speaking to a couple of the Falkirk boys at the weekend, they were saying the one team you don't want in the playoffs is Dundee United because if they get into that position, it means they've got some momentum behind them. And I, I can't see them turning around. Okay. With Hamilton, Thistle, Kilmarnock, any one of those teams could nosedive if things go wrong. And, and you know it's your day when Sean Dillon dances from the halfway lane, a couple of exchanges of passes and, and slams one into the bottom corner and then gets tweeted by Lorraine Kelly. See, that, that would be the highlight of his day and our colleague Derek McGregor. So... Um, it was it was hard to quite put it into words what Sean Dillon went through on Saturday and you could hear that the humble Irishman just did not want to talk himself up but at the same time wanted to describe in the most minute detail <laughs> the best goal he'll ever, ever score. Now Sean Dillon. Dillon coming again. Gets the break of the ball. Still Sean Dillon. Oh, he scored! It's a fairy tale finish from the captain and his teammates are overjoyed. Now, what about Kelly? If you, after a defeat like that, if you need to bounce back, the best game surely to bounce back is a home game against Hamilton. Is, is this one, do Kelly need to get this out of the system very quickly? It's one Kelly could win. I was at the last Hamilton game and the general consensus was that if Gary Locke lost that, he would have lost his job. He just seems to get the result at the right time to keep them ticking over, but he has to ask serious questions why 11 players seem to go missing at once. It's not as if it's a few having a, an off day. Jamie McDonald again impressive with some saves. Another goal from Josh McGuinness. Those guys at either end of the park for Kilmarnock could be the two crucial figures for them. You're right, I, I take that back. There wasn't 11 players went missing. Jamie McDonald's probably the player of the year and Josh McGuinness could not do any more. He basically sets up his own chances and he looks the only one capable of, of scoring. But there were other players through the, the spine of that team that, that need to really have a look at themselves. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. Touched on Hamilton there, obviously heading for Rugby Park this weekend. A hard-fought, almost literally hard-fought point at home to Hearts on Sunday. A game, not really one for the purest, but a couple of straight red cards that A3 Bobby Madden couldn't have done anything other with than flash red cards. One for Igor Rossi, two for the challenge, and then one equally crude in the second half by Jesus Garcia Tena. Just crazy tackles, the, the Rossi one especially, you, you just don't know what possesses them. But I think Hamilton needed that. They just, by hook or by crook, they just needed something positive to, to cling on to. They're another club where questions are asked, you think fair weather, maybe when things are going well, they look pretty good football, but 
it was nice to see a, an ugly side to their game. You wonder from Hamilton where the goals are going to come from. You know, a, a hard-fought point at Perth last weekend, that implosion at Celtic Park, then a hard-fought point against Hearts, but against St Johnson and against Hearts, both nil-nil. Lost a lot of goals from the team, if you look at wasn't universally rated, but Mikel Antoine Curry was always good for double figures. Tony Andrew was good for, for double figures. So, again, Martin Cannon has to pull a, a rabbit out of the hat this month and find find goals from somewhere. But, and I also think, like say, Eamon Brophy, Ali Crawford, it's all very well talking about potential, but let's turn it into performance. They've certainly got enough strikers there because they started with, with Alec De Cole yesterday against Hearts. On came Eamon Brophy. They had Christian Nadi on the bench as well. Carlton Morris on the bench. The new signing Christian Mandiago on the bench. Does he need to stop playing one of them at a time? I think... Sometimes I, th- I think we can make too much of tactics. Sometimes I think it is just about getting players on the pitch and, and giving them a chance to perform. So it wouldn't be the worst thing for Martin Cannon just to say to a couple of them, look, go and give me a headache for next week. And Christian Nadi is another one of these players that I think to look at. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can ask serious questions, but I think he's another one that makes things happen. In terms of hearts, they've now slipped eight points behind Aberdeen, 14 points behind Celtic at the top of the table. Every week they seem to get a bit of stick for the for the physicality of the team, not obviously helped by Rossi's performance yesterday. Do you think it's a bit harsh on Robbie Nielsen? I don't understand that argument at all. I think if Hearts are bigger, stronger, quicker and work harder than most teams, I think that's something to praise them for. Other teams should look at the sports science or the hunger of their players. So football's a game you can win lots of different ways. And they do they do have smaller technical players in the team as well. I, I still think they'll finish second. I think they'll uh, think they'll catch Aberdeen. D- despite playing so long yesterday with ten men, it's a game they should have won. Hit the woodwork a couple of times, particularly young Dario Zanata really should have got that header on target second half. No, they they really rate him and they're excited about him. It's just been a, a case of trying to crowbar him in the team. Sometimes I think we're guilty of forgetting how far hearts have come in a, a short period of time. Transitional seasons may be no bad thing, but big admirer Robbie Nielsen think he's doing a, a great job and I just think they've a great base to work with a couple maybe new additions and I think they'll really push hard for saying We've looked at United Kilmarnock Hamilton down there Motherwell week by week are getting sucked back down into this relegation issue they lost six at Hearts a week past on Saturday and then a 2-1 home defeat to, to Ross County you know it was a poor performance a poor result for them they're another thing they just seem to go from one extreme to the other there never seems to be a, a happy medium it's either brilliant or, or abysmal and as you say they are being, being sucked in again and they really need some of the bigger players again to, to stand up for or they will be sucked in and this is the season you do not want to be in that second box spot Should we be surprised Kenny? It was more or less the same players who were in 
relegation playoff position last year. Fantastic win against Rangers in that playoff, but they haven't really kicked on from there. It's tough because I think in those Rangers games, I think the experienced players have been over the course and they love the club clearly. I think they squeezed almost two big last performances out of them. I think Motherwell are a team that need reinvigorated, they need fresh blood, they maybe don't necessarily need to keep bringing former players back. So again, I think this may just be a case this season of getting over the line and seeing what Mark and McGee can do with a, a full summer. Big win for Ross County, Jackson Advent. It's a great tale. He wasn't supposed to be playing in the game, only got in because Mark Wood, Martin Woods took ill prior to kick-off. He scored. Brian Graham scored again, and he's really beginning to, to fill the void vacated by the injury to Liam Boyce. Advent again, a powerhouse in midfield. This is Stuart Murdoch. That's a good delivery. Brian Graham with a finish. A second for Ross County. Excellent play by Graham. His fifth of the season. Well, I think Jackson Irvin's basically David Friel's love child. The way he, he talks about him, he's been he's been raving about him all summer. Brian Graham, again, I'm repeating myself. He's another ugly sounds harsh. He's another ugly player who just makes things happen. Stuff. He holds the ball up. He's physical. He's awkward, and he's shown he can he can stick it away. So. He's been a shrewd signing. I don't like this line that Ross County have done all this in a shoestring, easy for me to say, because they haven't. They've spent money, but they've spent it well. They have spent it well. They've gone above St Johnson now. They're into fourth place in the Premiership. They've got a League Cup semi-final this Sunday against Celtic at Hamden. It's good times in Dingwall. It would be massive for Ross County if they could if they could get to the final. Oh, again, I don't like the argument that they don't offer anything to the top flight. They're a small club. They've maybe only got 100 fans or or whatever you are where you are on merit and Jim McIntyre's done a great job spent wisely obviously got a good team spirit so I think they're one of the success stories this season Is it ridiculous to think they could make a European debut next season we've seen their, their local rivals Cali Thistle in Europe this season after the Scottish Cup win you know depending who wins the Scottish Cup if Ross County were to stay fourth in the league it might be enough to get them into the Europa League It's definitely an outside chance but I think the one thing you can say about that county team is that they've got a strong mentality they've certainly gone into their management team so I think when push comes to shove and other teams start to wobble a bit I don't think we'll see that from County Could they get anything at Hamden on Sunday? Certainly hope so Big pitch I don't know I think you can ask questions about Celtic in, the, in these big games so no they, they can get something why not? Oh, you're an old romantic you like all these giant killing acts don't you? I do so I also think Hibs can beat St Johnson see a Hibs, <laughs> John, a Hibs Ross County final It's the one the sponsors want the last of the Premiership games, we touched on the nearest Scottish Cup holders, Inverness, Cali Thistle, home to Partick Thistle, 0-0, not a classic, and the Jags boss Alan Archibald apologising to fans because it was uh, such a poor spectacle. I love Alan Archibald, he's a nightmare to try and get a quote from, but when he does let the mask slip a wee bit, he's actually very interesting and he, he speaks from the heart, he's always honest, he needs to find a striker from somewhere, inevitably at this time of year they usually go and get Lyle Taylor back on loan and, and that's enough. And Inverness Cali Thistle, John Hughes, still sounds like someone who's been stood up by the only girl he's ever loved, talking about Anthony Stokes. He has to he has to let that go and again find a goal scorer himself. It was one of those games, the second time Cali Thistle have adopted a pay what you can at the gate. It was a kind of game that would leave people standing at quarter to five demanding whatever they paid back. Asking for a refund out of the buckets. Aye, it's, uh, it is a good idea. I'm not sure it's going to catch on because if, if you want guaranteed value for money, then uh, maybe do the Bobby Williamson and go to your pictures instead if they played enough for trying it and it was noticeable they did it against Partick Thistle who in their home games at Fur Hill let kids under 16 in for nothing you know it's refreshing to see a couple of teams 
trying to buck the trend and get more people through the gate. You see a crowd three and a half thousand, just over three and a half thousand at the Caledonian Stadium, probably more than they would have got otherwise. Uh, in all in all seriousness, these teams deserve a, a pat in the back and I think we do a lot to maybe showcase the efforts of someone like Thistle. Thistle really do think outside the box in, in terms of these promotions and it, it's nice to see Cali match that. Partick Thistle now back to Firhill this Saturday against what looks like a can you call them resurgent in the United if it's a very small resurgence if they are this, they, they won't want United any closer to them this is this is a big one for the Jags Do you know the one thing about Pat Lennon Mr Pat Lennon after the game he didn't exactly go overboard it was as if he almost didn't want to praise the players too much because he spent the week at odds with them and he obviously doubts whether they've got it in them to do that consistently so it still wouldn't surprise me if, if Thistle slapped them down at the weekend Carly Thistle they've got hearts on the live TV game on Saturday they want to give these long-suffering supporters a, a bit more to cheer after that drab game with, with Partick well, that'll be a right big physical game because there's two teams that, that uh, don't give any quarters. So maybe not one for the purists, but I do think Hearts have got it in them to, to edge it. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. <laughs> Down into the Championship, we are, we are recording this podcast on Monday morning ahead of Rangers' game against Morton at Capelo on Monday night. The fact that that was a Monday night game allowed Hibs to move within two points of Rangers. A 3-1 home win against St Mirren and a goal, of course, for Anthony Stokes. Well, he's the, he's the man just now. From everyone I've spoken to that was at the game, they say he doesn't look match fit. But what he did was create more space for the other players. He finished the, the one chance he had and there was just a general buzz around the, around the stadium when he, when he was involved. And I think the significant thing for Hibs is it's the first time, I think, since the international break that they've played well. Everyone seems to be back on form, so I don't think people should underplay the significance of the Stokes signing. A big goal early on from a free kick from the other player on loan from Celtic, Liam Henderson. He's uh, beginning to play well again, having had a wee dip in form. He is, and I, I do, Alan Stubbs is not without his faults, but I think his man management's good. He has left Henderson out of the team recently. Henderson's clearly been frustrated by it, and if that's the, the reward Hibs get, then it's, uh, then it's good management. Great free kick. It's good management, good backing for the manager as well from the Hibs board. Five signings in now in the January window. Also, Verton and the young Finnish goalkeeper coming in yesterday to, to add to the likes of Stokes, the likes of Chris Dagno, Gunnarsson. He can't complain at the back of his heart from Leanne Dempster and Rod Petrie in the board. There are no excuses. He's had the best backing from a board since Alec McLeish. The last time Hibs won in the first division when McLeish signed a new team every week. So there are no excuses, there's a depth to the squad, contrast that to Rangers and Mark Warburton where he wanted his business done early, he spoke with confidence that it would be and it hasn't happened, whereas Stubbs now has options in, in every area of the pitch and he has, he, has, he has depth and quality up front as well. 29 players he's been allowed to sign I think in the last three or four transfer windows, is he getting a squad now capable of overhauling Rangers? I think he is. I didn't think there was much in it to begin with and I do think Stokes gives it that X factor there is quality now with Stokes he's more clinical than Jason Cummings who was already scoring goals and I, I don't think there are many there are many Hibs players that you would swap for, for Rangers ones Hibs now get a break from the Championship League Cup semi-final against St Johnson at Tynecastle on Saturday afternoon Alan Stubbs clearly fancied that he was talking on Friday that they are the only team in the Championship who can win a treble Scottish Cup they're still to go to Tynecastle in the league they're still to overhaul Rangers it sounds as if they fancy their chances against St Johnson it's an unnatural position for any any support to be in to hear a manager talking with such confidence but it's one of the things I like about Alan Stubbs is that he, he does handle himself well in, in these situations I think that's what makes him a potential future Celtic manager he just loves the big stage he loves the press attention and he, he normally speaks well 
there is a confidence there. I, I, I could see them beating St. Johnson. I'm not sure about the treble. They've gone above Falkirk in the Championship into second place. It was an unexpected slip-up by Falkirk. They go to Ibrox this week. They'd wanted to keep the pressure on Rangers. They had the lead at Livingston and then let it slip. It was an unexpected one, but I think we should cut them some slack because they've been amazingly consistent this season, Falkirk. And we saw from Livy at Ibrox earlier this year how stuffy they can be on their, on their day. So I'll give them that. I'd, I'd expect Falkirk to, to bounce back. I think they will make it tricky for Rangers. And they could bounce back with a result at Ibrox on Saturday. Peter Houston very unhappy with some of the decision-making by the officials the last time Falkirk were at Ibrox earlier on in the season. They got a mark of revenge with a win at the Falkirk Stadium over the festive season. No fancy, eh? The best thing you can say about Peter Houston is that he seems to have the measure of Hibs and Rangers this season, tactically the way he lines up. Will Vox always plays well against Rangers, as is, as is Craig Sibbald. John Baird caused Rangers' backline all sorts of problems, as did young Kevin O'Hara. Right through that Falkirk team, they asked questions of Rangers, and I think it will be a really interesting matchup, especially now that Rangers themselves have clicked back into gear. And he's got a few selection issues as well. Peter Houston surprisingly left Blair Olsen on the bench at the weekend, said it was nothing to do with the, the interest from St Johnson. He promised he would be back in the team for the Rangers game this week, for the Rearrange Cup game at Dens Park on, on Tuesday night as well. Were you surprised there was no Olsen in the starting lineup at Livy? Well, there's another manager that's been back from his board. They managed to get in Conor McGrandles on loan despite interest from the, the Premiership. So maybe it was just putting a wee seed of doubt in Olsen's mind that he's, he's not irre- irreplaceable. And he is someone who's done done well for them. So Falkirk, again, like Hibs, like Rangers, ha- have options to, to mix it up. They have got options because while they signed Nathan Austin from East Fife, they, they thought they had enough depth in the striking department to loan him back for the rest of the season and boosted by a new contract for John Baird. I think Falkirk would negotiate and handle their contracts as well as anyone in Scottish football. I think Darren Barr is the only player they've ever lost under freedom of contract to get great money for everyone else. Peter Houston's been rewarded and the one guy that they're all excited about that they can't stop raving about is Kevin O'Hara who was great against Rangers the last time out terrific turn of pace natural finisher so don't be surprised if, if he's the one that makes the headlines he, he was another who started on the bench and he's been in the bench the last couple of games the Hibs draw as well this Livy game are they just keeping him in cold storage for Rangers do you think? I think they'll play him against Rangers because he terrorised Rob Kiernan in the last game to the extent that Kiernan uh, tried to throttle him at one point so I, I, can see, I can see them unleashing him and seeing what he can do this time round. He's no, he's no fear. I suppose that's the good thing that comes with a young player. He, he just he holds nothing back. Kenny, thanks very much indeed. <laughs>